<laughs> well, after that cluster, you know what, of trying to do the intro. Let's do it one more time. Get off. Book Guys show is brought to you by Audible. Go to bookguys.ca slash audible and get a free book just for signing up for a free trial. Ah, ah, twice. Twice we had to Dude, do the intro. I don't think I knew that that was a two-part jingle, that you really had to do some production there on the fly. Yeah. Well, you know, normally uh, when I get all prepared, right, I, I, I hover my little mouse over the hey uh, now hey now o- over the, the the jingle window and then all i have to do is hit three and four at the same time and and then you know at the right point and because because we it's two parts just in case we had to talk a little bit more at the beginning of the show and just before the uh this part here oh so just you know just in case uh, sir jeff smith at the jeff smith.com uh, g-e-o-f-f that's right he's the man he is the man. But this is the Book Guys show. I'm still, uh, I haven't changed my name yet. I am Paul, the Book Guy Alves, uh, joined this week by the one and only Sir Jimmy, James Hello. Goots. We can say the his Goots. name now. We now can that, say Goots. Now that he's not developing uh, germ warfare for Monsanto. Yes. No longer in the employ of Monsanto, so we can <laughs> really talk ill of them as we may do. They suck, they suck, they suck. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and Careful, I, they'll round you up. And that, that third voice there, ladies and gentlemen, from the soapbox rocket, it's the one and only Craig Damlo. How's Craig? Doing good. Doing good. In Seattle, it's raining. Yeah, it is. It's Started raining, raining uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, hasn't let up. Not sure what it is. And uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Just shows goes to show you if you cheat, it pays. <laughs> Are you saying the balls were not inflated, or <laughs> I, it, you know, that's the I don't want to dwell on football, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm sure the balls were fine in the Super Bowl, but uh, it it is a problem with the NFL that that's not the first time the Patriots have gotten in trouble for cheating leading up to the Super Bowl. So it doesn't matter right. if they cheat in the Super Bowl. They've they now cheated to twice there. to get into it. But, but I'm, I'm sure you're right that, the, you know, all the balls were at the right, you know, inflation, uh, you know, pressure uh, for the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it was just a, an incredible play by the uh, defensive uh, of the Patriots. Because I'm not a huge uh, football uh, aficionado or follower. I do watch the Super Bowl when it's on. Uh, someone showed me uh, two pictures, one from the first Super Bowl. And it showed the coin toss, and it was the ref and two football players. And then they showed the coin toss from this year. It's like 800 people on the field. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm sure there's like seven guys who, who double and triple and quintuple check the pressure on the balls. Yeah, everybody's got a plus one. <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all about the ball pressure. Just saying. <laughs> ah, so, we, uh, Jimmy, we uh, got a bunch of books. I got a... 
I did uh, post it on Book Guys. It's too late now, folks. That's why you got to go to bookguys.ca every so often. But I did get the Humble Bundle, uh, and I believe that was all from Big Finish. So I ended up getting like uh, two entire Dalek series. No, no Doctor Who in this one, just the Daleks. Mm. This is kind of, I think this is what got Nick Briggs into, like really into the BBC and into Doctor Who. Uh, he, he got the license for the Daleks, which is a separate uh, like copyright and, and property. And he, he did a wonderful job on those two series. But I got the, like eight audiobooks for five bucks. It's like pay whatever you want. You know, if you paid like fifteen dollars and one cent, you you could get another ten audiobooks. But I'm cheap, so. But uh, I gone I've gone through uh, those eight one hour audios in the last two weeks, and uh, of course I got we get stuff in the mail, Jimmy. Do we not? This time we uh, we kind of teamed up. I, I well actually I we didn't team up. I, I I saw your email to the publisher and I said, "Me too, please." So, yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah, he did all the work combing through all that stuff to find the gems. That's right. And uh, our our friend Kalen over at BrillianceAudio.com, who uh, is an affiliate of Audible, That's they right. just provide, like, if you are really, I don't know, challenged and don't have an iPod or understand that Audible is a, a machine that lives on the Internet right. that brings you books <laughs> and you just want to put a CD in your CD player – Brilliance Audio sends you CDs. Well, so well it's okay. some, some people are also. It's it's not that they don't know or or they don't have an iPod or know how to use it. They're luddites. You know, they they refuse to pay for something that they can't keep. And use. or maybe they don't want to be invaded by such devices, and they right. just want to hook up their old yeah. their Sony Walkman. M, and you know, and you know what? For the inconvenience, it is kind of inconvenient. These are less inconvenient. They used to send us CDs. Now they send us uh, MP3s on CD. Which so you for, get a whole book on one CD instead right. of seven or eight. So, so for me with an Android phone and uh, and whatever computer, uh, it, it takes like, you know, 10 minutes to, you know, uh, transfer all the files on the CD over the computer and then pop them onto the phone and I'm good to go. And I usually I'll do like three or four at a time quick, you know, back with the CDs. Uh, yeah, it's kind of different. If you have to load 21 CDs into the computer, like when yeah. Publish used to, used to send me a 21 CD audiobook set, I'd be like, okay, listen, thank you so much for this. Uh, I'm just going to go and, and you know get it from Audible because I don't yeah. can't be bothered. If you with were in prison, <laughs> freaking CDs. If you were in prison, you know, you'd be like, oh god, here I'm in prison. Oh, I've got 21 CDs. You got something right. to do, but ain't nobody got time for that. I, I know the the CDs nobody are still viable if if you only listen to audiobooks in your car. It's still kind of viable. You know, you pop one in every hour, you're good. And when you're done, yeah, it's not too bad. But you know, if you've got a, a newer car or if you like I've got a I'm driving a 1994 Ford Ranger I, and I ripped the radio out and I put a $50 radio I got off Craigslist in it and it plays MP3s off a of CD right. yep. so you throw the CD in you turn off better. the car and you go in to work you come back out when you turn it back on it's smart it remembers where you left off and you just keep listening to the book you can yeah. switch to the radio or to your auxiliary input and just keep going just the only bad thing is if you're you know, your uh, battery terminals don't have a good connection and they come popped off and you don't remember where you were. That's the only bad part. Did they ever the nice make... part about the CDs, you got the trophy case. Yeah, that's I've true. I've read yeah. all these books. Well, that's a good thing. Like, like, I can listen to one of these and I can pass it over to someone. You know what that's I mean? True. I can't do that with my Audible account unless I give them my Audible username and password and eventually I'll probably end up losing my account for doing that. Yeah, we don't recommend that no. highly. 
No. Uh, now, did they ever come out with an MP3 CD Walkman? Is that I such have a thing? One. I have the very first one. And I'm, I'm not even kidding because I, I would love I to just get it. one. Yeah, I like to get one on Craigslist. And, and you know what? It's worth it to me because I know it's going to take four AA batteries, you know, to listen to one of these MP3 <laughs> well, CDs. Well, no, mine, mine, mine actually takes two AA batteries, and mine is not the first one that played MP3s. Okay. Mine is the first one that played MP3s and had skip protection. Okay. So it had like I don't know a scintilla of of uh, right. actual memory in it. Because <laughs> so to me, it'd be worth it. it. Uh, it would save me that 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 ten minute step of you know converting it to the computer. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'm that's working, brilliance I, audio, folks. Brilliance audio, yeah. And uh, I think we're gonna sync up on uh, all the ones we're. I think we're starting with uh, a Clark. Yeah, I, uh, I can't Clark read Kent. it from here. My room's Arthur too dark. Clark Kent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm listening to the Fountains of Paradise. Yeah, and I'll be starting that soon too. And uh, just a little teaser. It has to do with um, building the world's first space elevator, which I, I think is just in general a bad idea. Yes. Anytime I see these, uh, you know, uh, predictions, it's like clouds. We we need to build a cloud city on Venus. Bad idea. <laughs> you can't do that without <laughs> Billy D. Williams, anyway. <laughs> you know, but let's build a, a a city, right? Okay. On Venus. Yeah, mm. let's terraform Venus. We can we can okay. overpower the the sun. Well, 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 Venus is like poison gas, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so so we're gonna build a city. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like like on a, on a on a platform, right? Okay. Uh, that has to stay in the air because if it ever lands, <laughs> I don't know if you it's call it landing up. on gas. We only had somebody with <laughs> <for> the jets. <laughs> it lands on poison gas. <laughs> if we only had somebody that knew something about oxygen systems. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oxygen's overrated. <laughs> Highly. <laughs> well, hey, uh, so, Craig, what are you reading? Yeah, hang on. What's on your... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cut the jingle short there. So on your <laughs> nightstand. So what I are finished. You I finished reading uh, or listening to, I guess technically. Um, no reading. We've covered this. I don't care. I'm still going to say it. Uh, <laughs> is uh, Ghost in the Wires the uh, the Kevin Mitnick uh, autobiography? Ooh. Which I mean, I've heard most of his stories before, and uh, you know, I. It's it's he was wronged by the government, but he also did a lot of stuff intentionally, whether he was doing it for uh, to make money or not. Never really seems to be uh, answered. But what I, what I thought was hilarious is so he's an expert now in social engineering and, and the, the book constantly discusses how he social engineered all this stuff, but he never once admits that almost every single he time he got caught, he was social engineered into getting caught, and the government was social engineering him in the way they treated him to take a plea deal. Uh-huh. And and I I find that funny that he never re- he if he recognized it he doesn't admit it in the book. Right. <laughs> they were conning the con, so to speak. So it wasn't right, that yeah. he was a it wasn't that he was a great cracker. Of uh, computer systems, it was more that he knew about how to get information out of people to get access. Yeah, yeah, essentially. I mean, and to be fair, he, you know, I think he knew a lot about doing the computer stuff too. But he was very good at, you know, finding the the weakest link, which is, you know, a person. Well, I dare him to crack into Craig Damlow's PC, Mac. 
<laughs> and, and this one, I'm looking on Audible here, and this one is Whisper Sync for Voice Ready, so you can uh, get the Kindle version. And uh, I, st- I still see no use case for that, but uh, for those of you who, for that three guys somewhere in Wyoming that use Whisper Sync, there it is. I, you know, I might use it if it was free, but I'm not going to buy both versions. Right. Now, you know what? Exactly. I mean, uh, there are times. No, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go back. Sorry. If I buy an audiobook, I want to keep reading the audiobook and listening to it. I'm not going to stop and pick up my Kindle. It's just not happening. Yeah, um, that that <laughs> I don't see that use case being very prevalent. No. I say less than um, 1% of folks. Now, now, if it was free and I didn't like the narrator or the quality of the audiobook, then yeah. But uh, how rare is it that you find a you know, a, a poor quality uh, book on Audible, especially if you're, you know, picking a bestseller uh, or, or, you know, a, something from a major publisher. It's usually pretty top-notch quality. Uh, let's take a listen here. Uh, this one is narrated by Ray Porter. Uh, so, Craig, let's have a listen to... Did, by the way, Craig, did you read it on uh, your Kindle or your nightstand or was it uh, Audible? It was a... Well, it was a uh, audio book checked out from the Seattle Public Library. Ah, that's a great tip too, folks. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, ebooks and audiobooks yeah. at the library. Even if you don't visit the library, folks, go to the library, get your card, ask them for information on their website because they have all kinds of stuff you can check out from yeah, home. And, and let me let me give this added tip. So I don't live in Seattle proper, but I got a library card in my local city, which offers uh, two way sharing with Seattle Public. So then I went Wonderful. down to the Seattle Public Library. And got a public library card there because I had a library card at home. Perfect. So now you have access to both websites. Yes. Right. And and, and some of the uh, libraries have uh, movies. I mean, you're not going to get you know uh, Birdman uh, or anything recent, but uh, you know movies, music, all kinds of stuff you can check so out. So now you go to every library within a 300 mile radius and you check out Catcher in the Rye <laughs> <laughs> and never return it, and they they'll come down on you hard. So let's take a quick listen to Ghost. In the Wires, My Adventures as the World's Most Wanted Hacker by Kevin Mitnick. Uh, he co-wrote it with William L. Simon and narrated by Ray Porter, who I don't believe I've ever uh, heard narrating. So this is going to be all new to me. Prologue. Physical entry. Slipping into a building of your target company. It's something I never like to do. Way too risky. Just writing about it makes me practically break out in a cold sweat. But there I was, lurking in the dark parking lot of a billion-dollar company on a warm evening in spring, watching for my opportunity. A week earlier, I had paid a visit to this building in broad daylight on the pretext of dropping off a letter to an employee. The real reason was so I could get a good look at their ID cards. This company put the employee's headshot upper left, name just below that, last name first, in block letters. The name of the company was at the bottom of the card, in red, also in block letters. I had gone to Kinko's and looked up the company's website so I could download and copy an image of the company logo. With that and a scanned copy of my own photo, it took me about 20 minutes working in Photoshop to make up and print out a reasonable facsimile of a company ID card, which I sealed into a dime store plastic holder. I crafted another phony ID for a friend who had agreed to go along with me in case I needed him. Here's a newsflash. It doesn't even have to be all that authentic looking. 99% of the time, it won't get more than a glance. As long as the essential elements are in the right place and look more or less the way they are supposed to, you can get by with it. 
<laughs> we'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, there you go. He's just sitting in the parking lot looking at the ID cards. <laughs> and uh, having worked security when I was a younger man, I can tell you, nobody looks at the ID cards too closely. As long as you got one that looks kind of the same shape, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's what I always say is uh, you always – first rule, and this is – I do a lot of photography. So my first rule of photography is walk Don't in talk like about you, photography. Yeah. No, it's walk in like you own the place. And uh, that worked out for me in Tokyo. We had gone to the uh, fish market on the one day of the month that it was closed, uh, ironically enough. But uh, I said to my wife, I said, just walk in like you own the place. And we walked right past the guard, walked in, went around the place. It was empty and kind of spooky, did a bunch of photos. And then as we left, the guard stopped us and said, you know, we're closed. You can't come in. And we're like, okay, we'll just leave then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I just added it to my wish list. Uh, that seems interesting. Even, you know, yeah. And, and the, the narrator is actually really good. It, he, he does a good job with it. Hmm. Oh, is he allowed access to computers now? Yeah. I think that's at the very beginning of when he came off and, uh, he did the first time on, uh, Whatever the hell TV show that was, screensavers. I, I actually knew a guy. I mean, when I was, I was like nine, and he was like ten, and he wasn't allowed to touch a computer because he was a Commodore sixty four hacker, and he had been doing stuff with, like you know, the, remember the old modems where you had to like take the the, the telephone, phone, yeah, put the handset on it, right? <laughs> so he had been like hacking like telephone exchanges and getting free, you know. Uh, you know, dial up, uh, what do you call it, long distance and whatnot. And he was so not he allowed. He was a phone freaker. Anywhere near a computer. That was part of his, uh, like, nine-year-old sentence. <laughs> that was like 1986, <laughs> 1987. I remember in middle school, the our uh, science teacher, Mr. And, and funny enough, his name was Dvorak. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know what it was, Mr. Dvorak? He, he, um, he uh, did some kind of fundraiser and got everybody uh, – like the computer lab got these modems and he brought them in and we had the old fashioned, you know, phone and he sat the receiver down on it and made this noise. And I was like, what is this stuff, man? I think the, the original uh, hack for the, the, the telephone exchanges was a whistle that came in like Flintstone cereal. I'm going to have to look that up. But <laughs> Captain Crunch, yeah. 2600. It, that's right. Yeah, Captain Crunch. Was it Captain Crunch? Yeah. <laughs> Captain, yeah, because yeah. there was a guy who, and I think that was his hacker name was Captain Crunch. Yeah. yeah, I, I, so. I think Craig yeah, I think has he's nailed the one that it. Found it too. Yeah, you would blow that, blow the whistle, and it hit a certain frequency <laughs> and gave you a dial tone. Uh, yeah, it gave a pure twenty six hundred hertz tone, and uh, let's hear how it sounds. So all you do is you'd blow that. Uh, this is great how we're uh, putting pulling this all together without any show prep, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you just blow the whistle into your phone and poof, you could dial anywhere you want in the world for free. <laughs> great. You go to alt alt dot twenty six hundred um, in your um, news news reader software, and it tells you all about how hack stuff. Well, if war games taught us anything, you unscrew the receiver end and you get an aluminum beer tab and touch it to the, the frame <laughs> of the phone box and you get it out on. Nice. And that's how it was back in the day, folks. You can't hack it anymore. I tell you what, it's about impossible to get one of those phone receivers off. If you know where there's an actual pay phone anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, uh, 
there's not many left in Toronto, I don't think. And if they are, they're usually the wall-mounted variety. And it's like three bucks a call or something. Paul, can I ask you a question? Sure. What are you reading? Mm, what am I reading? Um, I, I'm reading the same thing you are. I'm starting uh, the exact same uh, Arthur C. Clarke book that you are. And, uh, oh, you're starting The Fountains of Paradise? Pretty much, yeah. I'm starting that, it. Since uh, the last show, have you uh, consumed he's, any? He's I've been listening been, to it. I've been as listening we talk. to the Dalek, uh, the, the whole Dalek War series. I, I binged on those eight. And uh, I'm currently between books. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Uh, let me just bring up my podcast app here. Podcasts are the new thing. They're, I hear they're really hot. I, I hear they are. Um, I, they're actually, like a radio show without the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I did take a listen to that drunken time. Uh, let's do this. What the hell? Podcast. Do, 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 diddle, do, do. Um, yeah. So I've been listening to your appearance on the Ozone Nightmare, and I encourage everyone to go uh, check out Lando and Joe's The Ozone Nightmare and look for, search for Sir Jimmy or James Goots. You'll find him there. You got me hooked on the Sporkful a while ago, so I just kind of caught up on a few of the ones at the Sporkful. One of the things I like about the Sporkful podcast, you can go listen to old shows before the format changed. I mean, you're talking about food. It's kind of timeless. Right. And if you're talking about pizza or a hot dog or sandwich construction, I mean, listen to the, some of the old shows when he had his partner on. They're, they're still very listenable. Yeah, it still makes sense. Still, uh, It's food, right? It's timeless. Uh, I caught up on some Grammar Girl Quick and Dirty Tips, uh, which you can find at quickanddirtytips.com. And Grammar Girl reminds me of Pat Flewelling. <laughs> well, but, but no, but uh, Pat Flewelling doesn't correct her grammar as often as uh, Grammar Girl would. Yeah, we're going to have to get her back That's on the show sure. soon. And I'm looking for new podcasts to, uh, to load into my uh, podcatcher app. Which podcast app do I use, by the way? Let's see. Downcast? Called. No, I use, it's called, well, it's, it's not very well designed because I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, settings, Podcast Republic. I had to dig deep in the settings to find out what it's called. Podcast Republic. That sounds very um, communist. Yes, it's for communist Android phone. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to use Downcast on the, on the iOS. But that's about it, man. I'm, I'm just uh, between books. Let's see. Uh, oh, I've been listening to the, uh, I don't know if I told you guys, I've been uh, going through on the Kindle, which I have a lot less time to sit and read, uh, the Discworld series by Terry Pratchett. I uh, read the, finished the first one, really enjoy it. I like, I like the fact that it's, uh, you know, uh, in a completely different world, not, not a Earth-like world. It's, uh, you know, a disc on the back of four giant elephants on the back of a turtle who's... Uh, a tortoise. Yeah, a tortoise, uh, whose gender is... Uh, Still up for debate. Questionable. <laughs> I love that their version of astronauts is guys going over the side of the disc on a rope trying to look for a penis or a vagina. <laughs> you know, like that's their version of astronauts. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so it's a completely different world and uh, interesting and very, very, very uh, uh, the closest anyone's ever come to being uh, Douglas Adams-esque. Um, very. It kind of. It kind of sounds. Even though I haven't read any Douglas Adams, I have a, a feel for what I think it would be. And that Discworld series 
sounds like it's in the same oh, vein. Yeah, but but just the the the, the writing, the prose. It's uh, you know I know it's a silly world and whatnot. You know Adams gets into silly stuff, but I mean Adam could uh, Douglas Adams could write a story about me and you having lunch and 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 still be hilarious. You know I mean the just the way he uh, you know uh, describes what's going on in people's heads and whatnot. Uh, just funny uh, and really enjoying it. Never really picked up a Pratchett book before, so. Um, Enjoying well, it. since we're on podcasts, and I, I think at least two of us, probably all three, are uh, big fans of uh, Reddit. Yes. Reddit.com has its own podcast that just started a few weeks ago. No way. It's called Upvoted. Oh. And they just came out with their third episode. Um, the first episode, well, there's one about a, a, this guy who was... I'm adding that to my, and it's actually by well, Reddit. The, the one that just came out it wasn't my favorite, but it's about a guy who's a, a YouTube star and about how he came up, you know, from from poor up upbringing and and now he's a YouTube star and he's got an agent and all that. But uh, the the first story, um, let's see, one, two, yeah, they're on three. I like the first episode a lot, um, but it's brought to you by the guy who started Reddit. Okay, and he introduces and he's one of the guys that sort of facilitates the show. So uh, yeah, let me again play a little bit of episode zero. Yeah, I'm I am intrigued. I've already added it. Prison and I oh yeah, the one with Dante. Part. Episode zero. That was my favorite. All right. The thing about prison, I understood this the minute or not the minute, but it took a while, uh, about a week for me to understand what prisons actually are. They are designed to completely isolate the prisoners, right? to kind of cut them out of the world. Um, and what that does to you on a psychological level is, one, it proves that the world keeps spinning whether you exist or not. It's like you wake up in this weird movie where you just, where you can or you can exist and it doesn't even matter. The story of Dante Orpelia. This week on Upvoted by Reddit. So so this looks like it's, it's, it's a serious thing. I, 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 when, as soon as you said a podcast by Red. I thought it was all going to be like, hey, go go to this website for, uh, you know, cats, funny cats. Yeah, exactly. You know? But, but uh, what this one is, I'll give you a, um, yeah. since you played that little piece, it's all rolling back to me. Um, this guy, he's, uh, he was like, he was a drug addict and somebody comes to him and is like, you know, can you get me some drugs? And they're like, yeah, I don't do that. What? And he's like, come on, man, you know. So the guy's like, well, this guy's like a friend, you know, he's like, okay. So he gets some drugs, boom. And he gets pinched. That guy was, you know, uh, already in trouble, and he was trying to go up the chain, you know, and bring a bunch of other people down with him. So this guy's going to jail, and he's a good guy. Uh, he finds out about Reddit, and he goes on there searching for somebody to help him write a speech where he's going to come up in front of the judge, and a bunch of people get involved and help him craft this speech, and it's. Saves him a lot of time, like he would have been in jail for a lot longer, and no and he maintains relationships with people that got involved with him, and he comes out, and uh, I won't spoil the rest, but uh, it looks like it's it's you know uh, actual stories about uh, users of Reddit and actual things that have happened, so it's not all cats chasing lasers and Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to added that one to mine too. That sounds interesting. Hmm. And I've killed like enough it. time on Reddit at work that uh, I should probably listen to him too. Might as well. 
And uh, Craig, anything on your list? Uh, have you uh, come out with any? Let's see if you come out with any, any new episodes of uh, Launchpad Problems. Yeah, well, one a week yeah. every Thursday, uh, and I got I recorded uh, one earlier today for tomorrow. So ball pit balls transfer. I see. I haven't read. I've uh, listened to the others, but I haven't listened to that one. And uh, are the balls pressurized at the right pressure? The balls are pressurized, and uh, Sir Jimmy gets in there too. Yeah, I heard I that. There's uh, you actually got you got some listener feedback. Hmm. Hey now, and I appreciate that. Yes, there you go. We all do. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I like the the Jello Tower. <laughs> that was interesting. It's an interesting uh, activity. Expand your mind. Now, now does Jello eventually melt? Or yes. Does it, does it rot? <laughs> it. I think it. Yeah, it melts. I don't know what. The, that's a good question. I wonder what the uh, temperature uh, that Jello melts is. But I'm sure it shrinks. Uh, right. I'm sure it shrinks. Yeah, when it gets it, shrinkage. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as the liquid comes out, it turns back into cow hooves. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is it's cow cartilage it and, and hooves that's how you get rich in this world you find something that people are throwing away and you find idiots that will pay good money for it well, but you know I, like I was in Poland for a, for a wedding uh, and uh, one of the things they brought like it was great you know all, all new food I never had before and one of the things was uh, uh, this little jello mold maybe like fist size right uh, on, on a little plate and inside it was all like uh, pork and uh, you know, uh, all different kinds of vegetables all in there with a nice, uh, you know, like a uh, nice, nice flavor to it. Nice, uh, you know, meaty, vegetably flavor to it in, in this uh, transparent jello. And I, and I said, this is kind of weird. You guys put like beef and vegetables in jello? And they're like, well, it's made out of like, you know, pork bones. It's kind of <laughs> weird that you guys make it into strawberry flavor. I said, yeah, it's kind of, you know, that makes sense, right? We're the We're the stupid ones, right? Yeah, my grandma used to put uh, carrots, diced up carrots and lime jello. Mm, that actually sounds good. Oh, <laughs> trying to trying to trying to force the uh, the good food into you. However, <laughs> get into you like McDonald's. Well, lime jello is not gold good to start with. <laughs> One of McDonald's lime uh, is the best. McDonald's recent uh, experiments was uh, bubble gum flavored broccoli, which didn't <laughs> didn't work very well. And by the way, I learned today because I, I was in the car with my girlfriend, and, and uh, I was like, we were having bubble gum, bubble you know the pink bubble gum flavor. I wonder what it was. And it's basically just plain gum with sugar. So that's the actual taste of the chemicals that make up the gum. Scary. Yeah. Uh, original, like, bubble gum, it was made from some plant uh, Tree, product called right? chickle, right? Yeah. Right. The original gums are made of chickle, yes. That's why, know. you know, everybody knows chickle. Food and drink. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> yeah, that's where chick the chicklets come from. Everybody knows that little hard gum that you uh, put a twenty five cents in and, and pray that you get three or four out of the little machine while you're waiting to get your car fixed. <laughs> right. uh, what was the one that had the little cartoons? Because that was the one where the flavor lasted oh, shorter bazooka? amount of time than you could bazooka read. Joe. Yeah. Bazooka, bazooka Joe. Joe. Oh, there you go. They they lasted in Canada. I think about uh, six months after they pulled the comic book uh, the car the cartoons out of them. Yeah, they did pull the cartoons the, the, out. The first the, time you opened one, cartoons out of them, and there was no cartoon. You never bought them again. Yeah, there would be no reason. Yeah, a bad, bad executive decision there. Almost as bad as the Red Lobster CEO who decided that uh, all you can eat lobster. 
and and pretty much bankrupted the company in like two months. Oh, he implemented it. Okay. Yeah, bad idea. <laughs> let's let's give people twenty dollar lobsters for twenty five dollars, all you can eat. Well, if they eat two each, obviously wasn't a, a math whiz. Well, I was hoping tonight to talk about the book that uh, I was reading um, hmm. called Acid Test about uh, the creation of LSD and its therapeutical use. Oh, I'm trying to and find – we don't have a drugs jingle. Yeah, we don't. But I, I was hoping to have um, my uh, my best friend from high school, Mr. Jackson, my next-door neighbor and our high school valedictorian and a veteran – on to talk about Drug this book, news. which I sent him. So I, I wanted to get his feel about it because, you know, him being a veteran and really smart and an engineer, and I want to see what he thinks about LSD's use in treating post-traumatic stress disorder, but it looks like he's not going to make it on. So I'm going to have to hold that uh, that little uh, segment. Yeah, in- and, and a, a lot of uh, uh, people, scientists, are, are saying that there's a correlation here that uh – you take LSD and depression just pretty much melts away. Along with your face. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So have you, yeah. have you read the electric Kool-Aid acid test? You know, when, when, I, when I got this book, I was thinking it might be like that. But this one is a little bit more um, – uh, no, I started that book and, and never made it through. This one is it's, it's a little more – geared toward the medical side and about yeah you know uh, trying to get it and actually use it but the background is uh, a a guy who was in the military and had problems and is trying to cope with it and you know this, this has some of the military backstory and you know this guy comes out and he's he's trying to push to get its use yeah, and, and if I can, if I'm recalling correctly from some of the articles I read, I read at least two articles. Thanks, Reddit. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's like one trip, and and like depression goes down severely. Like it makes a huge difference. Like like literally one tab of acid, and you know the next day you're like, mm, eh, whatever, you're good. But it, <laughs> but it has to be it has to be situated right. I mean, you can't just do that and and. And be by yourself. You, no, it's a lot about no. set and setting and preparation right. and having somebody there. But yeah, we're gonna hold all this off because I really want to get his. Yeah, thoughts we'll, on. we'll 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 just tease that and uh, leave it for next episode or the one after. We don't want to promise anything, do we? And you know what? It's, it's crazy <laughs> because uh, Mr. Jackson also is a member of uh, what's that thing that uh, Professor Allen. Has to get all the like comic books in one stop shop, Marvel Universe thing. Oh yeah, Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, Marvel he's a big Universe. fan of that. Oh, that sounds good. I'm, I'm I was excited to see the uh, Ultron trailer during the uh, the Super Bowl with balls and stuff. That looks like it's going to be good. Yeah, there's actually an Ozone Nightmare f- uh, five minute podcast where he talks about that just from like a a week ago. Yeah, I mean, it looks dark. Like it looks like they're going like the Dark Knight route on that one. It, it, it's not all super happy, fun Avengers. It's like this thing is really, really bad, and it's going to destroy the entire world for real. These are not like these funny-looking Asgardian guys on strange gargoyles. This is an actual machine that's going to kill us all. You know, it, it looks like they're taking it very seriously. And and the Hulk fights Iron Man. It's kind of cool. 
Paul, are you familiar with the Aragon series? I am not. I'm not, uh, other than like Lord of the Rings, because I think everyone has to read that at least once in their life. I'm not really much of a fantasy fan. Yeah, me neither. But uh, but my buddy Mark, uh, Mr. Jackson, who we I'm talking about, he 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 got into it, and he's going to send me that. And I said, "Is that like um, a fantasy series?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "Is it like a futuristic fantasy series?" Like, and he said, "Well, yeah." And it's kind of kind of like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And I said, "So it's it's like medieval fantasy." He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Well, which one is it? Is it futuristic <laughs> or is it medieval?" <laughs> So it's kind of medieval. Yeah, four, four books, it looks like, from 2002 to 2011. There's four he books. He says a great some... book and a, and a horrible movie. So that makes me want to get into it. Don't watch the movie. But, but you know what? That, that takes us into a little bit of uh... book news. While we're at it, uh, I hate oh, to tell you. Oh, talking about To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, we, we will. We will. But, but let's stay on the fantasy. Uh, it's just Coke. It, it's looking like... Uh, George R. R. Martin has, has basically said, I'm not given, uh, my book will not be ready before the end of 2015. So it's looking like the TV show Game of Thrones will actually complete the series of books before the series of books are out. So uh, for all the people like uh, Chris, the book guy, Jager, and, uh, and everyone else are saying, oh, well, you should... Read the books. Why are you going to be behind? You're watching the series. I said, the series is great. I'm going to watch the series first. HBO's, I'm going to be ahead of you all. So for those of you reading the books that stay ahead of me, you're going to have to quickly catch up on Netflix. Jack calling K7CAD. Take two. I have no idea if that transmitted. Hmm. <laughs> so you're saying that the series on TV is going to – it's the same story, but he's releasing it as – a TV show? He has said that the, the TV show will vary from the books because he wants to keep uh, like fans. He wants fans to be able to enjoy both. Yeah, he wants to make money. Twice. But the story will complete on television before it completes uh, in, in, in the novel series. So that's. But that's, which one will have more nudity? Uh, more, more than likely, the TV series. They, they had an issue filming this uh, this this current season because they were tra- they were filming one scene in a church. And they had to have uh, one of the nice young ladies run out of the church naked, and the church just would not allow it. So they had to do it with green screen and all that. But uh, the nice people who rented the church them said, uh, we don't want naked ladies running out of our church. Uh, yeah. We keep them tied up in the back. But, uh, Jimmy, you talked about it. Let's uh, uh, kill a Mockingbird sequel. Is this something I, – I say burn it, kill it in a fire, don't let them publish it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Harper Lee's still alive, right? She, she's 88. She's uh, to the point where she uh, has no faculty. She's uh, just not – she's in bed. She's not uh, conscious. Oh, you she, think she's so? She's not capable of, uh, of making these decisions. Uh, the person who was her – what do you call it when they're uh, – what do you guys call guardian? it? Guardian? Her guardian. Custodian? Her custodian. The person who had uh, – was in control power of her. Power of attorney. Uh, yeah, power of attorney. That person is now no longer able to, you know – They've, they've, she's 88, so I think her custodian also is no longer capable of uh, running her affairs. So the family is releasing this book written in the 1950s. And I'm just thinking, this lady's 88. You know, uh, she wrote it in 1950. She probably never wanted this published. You know, not everything we do in life we want to, you know, show to the world. You know, so... so yeah, I mean, it's... J.D. Salinger, as soon as he was dead, all a bunch of his books got spilled online. 
Yeah. And yeah. he didn't want those published until like 50 years after his death. And they right. both provide us with, with some of the greatest literature of the last century. But, but I mean, like she had 50, at least, you know, 50 years where she could have released this and uh, she didn't. So uh, I just think uh, this either going to be the, one of the greatest books I'm going to read this year or the most disappointing things. And uh, as a, uh, uh, Lincoln Michael on, on Twitter said uh, he's hoping that uh, the sequel to Kill a Mockingbird should now uh, be titled Now to Grill the Mockingbird. But, uh, yeah, I bet it shoots straight to number two. <laughs> yeah. Right after Kill the Mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It could be bad. I, I just think it, I don't know. It didn't seem like it, didn't seem like it was real news. It, it, seemed, it really... It had an aura of impropriety to the whole announcement. Yeah, like 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 grave digging, you know, uh, like uh, well, she's out of it. Oh, look, her guardian's out of it. Quick, 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 let's make money. I think a lot she, of people are going. Oh my gosh, she's still alive, right? But but at the same time, I'm just sitting here saying, oh my god, she's a woman. If if she knew her situation, <laughs> at some point she could have burned it, you know, burn it in a fire, and no one will ever publish it. I don't know. I think it's a, she's an interesting story. She was a like a receptionist or something. Uh, forgive me, Mrs. Lee, but she was doing some type of job, and um, her employer gave her enough money to take a year off of work to write her novel, and To Kill a Mockingbird is what she came up with. Right. Not bad, eh? <laughs> no, it's not bad. <sighs> and that's it for this week, I think, folks. I could be wrong. That's probably it. I think we uh, we shoveled a show out. We shoveled it out, my friend. <laughs> what do you say, Craig? Shoveled. Shoveled. <laughs> All right. That's another show shoveled. <laughs> and uh, we'll be shoveling some uh, Harper Lee in July, late July this year. Hopefully it doesn't really suck. See you next week, folks. Bye, Jimmy. Bye, Craig. Bye-bye. Peace. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guide Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel. Another show shoveled. (laughs) You know, I keep saying that we need to put another Audible ad at the end of the show. Oh, then let's do it now, then. We're still recording. Because, you know, folks can go to bookguys.ca slash audible. And get a, they, can, they can get all these books that we've been talking about. Free today. book. They get it free if they're just trying it's to. It's a get. good idea. I'm just saying. Everybody should do it right now. And we're not just shoveling, you know what? If you're still listening to the show at this point, then you're a true book fan. You need to take advantage. That's right. We should like, keep, maybe keep quiet for a while and then like, give a bonus code at the end or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> the end of the uh, uh, end of any Someone Marvel <laughs> show. You, know, you go to a, a Marvel movie, Avengers, and you're the one that gets up and leave as soon as it's over and everybody else is still sitting, they probably know something.